Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings to each of you in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I trust you are doing well and prospering in your walk with God. Mm-hmm. And I want to take this opportunity to thank uh, my dear friend and my dear brother pastor priji for allowing me the privilege and the honor of coming to his church and to those who are connecting to us over over the uh, internet over the youtube channel uh, pastor priji words fail me to let you know how much i love and appreciate you thank you for your love for christ thank you for your labor in the word and and something that is not said enough is thank you for loving our father in in the lord and and serving him and serving the work that god has given to him your 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 the way you serve uh pastor shaiju the way you handle everything is a personal blessing to me and inspiration to me some day i hope to grow to serve him like you do so thank you for everything you do you are probably the most generous selfless person i know and this is not just today i've known you for almost 12 years now and your generosity your love for his people is mind boggling i love you in the lord and thank, thank you for uh, bringing you and your wife rashmi bringing two beautiful gifts into the earth <laughs> in the name of zahal and izi they bless us as much as you guys do so thank you for having me i'm excited to to be a part of this service thank you thank you thank you so much thank you prophet uh, we'd love to know um how the lord has been speaking to you in this season you know our nation has gone through so much in this last season and we have uh, seen churches that have Uh, been in turmoil we have seen pastors leaders so many people who've uh, lost uh, the the compass we are uh, we, we 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 know that our only source our only hope is god's voice yeah uh, so we'd like to know from you how how has the lord been speaking to you and what is it that the lord has been putting on your heart in this season and uh, we'd love to hear that first before we go into anything else I mean I I mean you echoed my sentiments uh, sentiments so beautifully Pastor Priji um the last 2 years um, from beginning of last year about last 12 months have been extremely trying for the most parts of the world um due to the covid-19 pandemic due to uh, this virus that has caused havoc um in many parts of the world and and we are in what they're calling a second wave especially in india and some parts of the world have gone into a third wave as well uh it's the pain the devastation the loss that so many have experienced is heartbreaking and then when you add to it that so many of them did not know the lord did not have a a relationship with the lord jesus christ that makes it even more heavier you know um especially in india you know sometimes i think we forget how uh, fortunate some of our friends from different parts of the world are where they take 
healthcare for granted, where healthcare is free, they have free access to, but in a country in India where the health infrastructure is not as robust and developed, you see how something as simple as oxygen, the need of oxygen cylinders and the need for medical beds is it's heartbreaking, you know? And these challenges have also kind of trickled down to the church as well. It seems like uh, the church has not been spared in a sense. You know, we, we've heard about how pastors have lost their lives um, to this disease. We've heard how entire congregations overnight have lost shepherds. Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters have been lost. And I, I grieve with everyone that has lost a loved one. I grieve. My heart goes out to every person that has uh, suffered some kind of loss and, and add to it the economic loss that could have been experienced because of this, you know. Uh, having said all of this, we must remember if there is one person that is not surprised by all of this, it is our God and it is our Lord Jesus Christ. It may have taken the best of us by surprise. It may have taken many leaders by surprise. It might have taken governments by surprise, but it has not taken the Lord Jesus Christ by surprise. He knows it from the beginning. He is well aware of what was happening. And not only has he been aware, but he has had a plan. God has been working his sovereign will and sovereign plan through the pandemic. It's not like God suddenly said, oh my God, plan A has failed. Let's bring in plan B. No, 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 no. God never has a plan B because plan A never fails. Yeah. God never has a plan B. God doesn't have a second plan. No, because the plan A that he created never failed. So in spite of the pandemic, in spite of what we see, God is still working his will, his purposes through the fabric of time, through the fabric of space. God is still king. He is still the king of above all kings. He is still the Lord above all lords. He is still in control. And I am convinced more than ever before that all things work together for good for them who love the Lord Jesus Christ and who are called according to his purposes. Not some things, not few things, not only when good things happen. No, all things, which means this pandemic is also working for my good, is working for your good. It may not seem like it. It may not appear like it. But this thing is working for our good, for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am convinced before. I am convinced about this above anything else. But we must also be spiritually uh, intelligent. We must take stock of what is happening. We must become aware of what is happening. One of the things that troubled us greatly is the, the lack of, and I'm, and I'm speaking about the Indian church now. I'm not speaking about the global church. One, one area I think we have failed as leaders, as pastors, is as watchmen. You know, we had so very little warning prophetically about this situation. Yes, we saw it in parts, 
Some of us had the courage to come out publicly and talk about it. Some have uh, encouraged the body of Christ to pray. But I think as a group of prophetic people, mm. as prophets, as men and women of God who are meant to be watchmen over our cities, watchmen yeah. over our nations, mm. we have failed. Right. right. I can't remember even a single clarion call mm. that came out in the last two years preparing the church. Yes, we saw a few here and there and I take personal responsibility. I wish I could have shared more. I wish I could have had uh, prayed more. But that is an area where we have to have to take responsibility. In fact, I remember some time ago, the Lord had given me a vision and I didn't share the full extent of the vision. In that vision, I saw a bat, a giant bat that covered the nation of India. It was it was so big that when it was flying across India, the shadow of that bat, the, the the I don't know, it's a nocturnal bird, I guess, I don't know, covered India and a darkness fell upon the nation of India. And I saw people running helter-skelter with no direction, with no clue. And, and I didn't take that vision as seriously. And then... In the same vision, I saw the Lord. I saw groups of people praying in small pockets across India. And as these groups of people came together and pray, I saw beams of light going up. I saw mighty, mighty beams of light going up. And that's how this bat was damaged. And light began to come over the nation and cover the nation of India. So... So we must we must acknowledge mm. that, and I say this with great humility, that cultural Christianity will fail us. Superficial Christianity will fail us. This is not a time where a fake walk with God would cut it. Either you have the real walk with God, either we are sincerely walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, either we really know the Lord, either we really know his presence, or we don't. You know, these cute three-point sermons where you just read a book and you come out and preach, it is, it is becoming a plague in the church. This is the time for the real sons and daughters of God to manifest and bring forth and show forth the glory of God. And I am convinced, I am convinced that there is a church that is arising in India and across the nations. There is a bride that is rising up. There are sons and daughters of God rising up. Authentic sons and daughters of God who are not superficial, who are not fake, who just don't have the semblance of a walk with God, but they have the stuff. They really walk with the Lord. They really know the Lord. They really have the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ with them. And we will see a separation between the authentic church and the church that only is hypocritical and superficial. We are going to see the emergence of the real bride in India and across the world. We're going to see the true sons of God. And that really, really is making me passionate, Pastor Priji. And that in a nutshell is what I feel the direction that we are going in. Wow, wow. That, that's that's really powerful. You, you know, uh, you know, in this season, we we have to, like you said, man of God, we have to take uh, the 
responsibility for not hearing god for not uh, being the voice of god not preparing our cities and our nations for uh, what was about to come uh, i i just wanted to ask you this also you know in this season we we are seeing uh, doctors and nurses who are putting their life on the line and they are serving our nation and uh, that is something that the church is supposed to be known for the church is supposed to be known for putting their life on the line to be self sacrificial jesus he himself was self sacrificial and uh, i'm sure that if jesus was here today he would he would be taking risks and he would be uh, the the one who would uh, be out there in the front line serving the people in need uh, what are some practical ways of course we have to pray of course we have to Uh, prepare for the days ahead we have to take responsibility for the past but uh, along with that what are the what are some of the practical ways in which the church can mm. in this time and season uh, be uh, self sacrificial in the way that we serve uh, because uh, we've, we 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 look, it looks like everybody's trying to self preserve and and trying to just make sure I mean of course there is a lot of wisdom in making sure that you know we we you know you, you're not putting people around you at risk uh, but what can we do practically to um, be out there to sacrificially serve with all the uh, resources spiritual or physical that we have got in this season um i think it's first we addressed why people don't want to go out You see, when we are gripped by the same fear that the world is gripped, yeah. we cannot rise above what the world is doing. True. When our own hearts are gripped with fear, our own hearts are gripped with the fear of death, so to speak, or the fear of contracting the virus, or or anything of that sort, uh, we cannot serve. We cannot go out there, uh, be of help, or we cannot go out there and uh, serve people like you said, because unless we the, the the cure for fear is not necessarily faith pastor preji the cure for fear is love when i am so compelled by love when i'm so it, it, because the same group of people that will not leave their house but when there is a loved one that is affected when there's a loved one that needs to be taken to the hospital somehow that fear does not apply them anymore why because the love for the person has outgrown the fear of self preservation so we have to come to this place where the love of jesus has so gripped us so gripped uh our bodies and our hearts and our spirits that the love of god is so flowing in and through us for our people for our generation that fear no longer dictates how we conduct our lives and that love will compel us to go out and serve people it's so important and i i think it's the first time that i am sensing and we've been around in this country for a while that the church has missed an opportunity church has really missed an opportunity to serve this nation serve the people um because i i i'm i'm not saying all churches are not doing what they're supposed to do but i think we are missing uh and also i think there is so much of wrong information we only rise to the level of information we are given right we if we if we have been told sit in the house uh be locked up in a corner don't go out and we are, that's what we're going to do but thank god for leaders like you who are championing the cause of the church who are going out 
um, sharing food, praying with people, trying to make sup medical supplies ready. So here's my 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 two cents. One thing I, I want to make very sure, please don't come under guilt and shame and tomorrow right. morning get up and <laughs> take 500 bags and go outside. That's yeah, not what yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, yeah. I, I, we, there's enough of shame and guilt going around. True, true, I don't think true. we need that. Yeah. Um, what we can do is this. Of course, first and mm. foremost, pray. Mm. It's very, very important that we pray. We love the Lord. We intercede for our country. Mm. And if that is your calling, if that is your primary function in the body of Christ, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because... If your grace and your gift and your anointing is to to be a watchman, to pray and to 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 stand in the gap before the Lord, I rather have you do that. Now, but within the body of Christ, there are gifts, there are vessels, there are people whose gift is compassion, whose gift is service, whose gift is to go out there and serve the needy. And and it is to you that I speak that you will rise up in your gifting, in your anointing, in your God-given grace to be able to practically show the help that you can. Whether it is handing out a, 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 a packet of food or whether it's handing out medical supplies or whether it is, you know, using your phone to call different hospitals for whatever required uh, medical assistance is required, or whether it is to counsel people, pray with people, and be there for them to hear them out. Because you must understand that just being locked up in, in a house for over a year and a half has mental challenges, has, has mentally uh, kind of crippled many people. So, so do what you can. And if those of you who are in a position to be a financial blessing, Go ahead and be that as well. But let me close this comment with this. If you are not doing an essential service, if you are not providing any essential or emergency service, it is better for you to stay home because that is part of your service. By not being a carrier of the virus, you are helping those around us. But if you are not providing any essential emergency care, there is no point in you going out. There is no, you must understand that faith is not a denial of practical steps of wisdom. I, 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 I hope I'm making sense, Pastor Preji. You know, because it is so important because I have sons and daughters who are in the medical field and I know the, the pain they go through. They spend 12, 13 hours locked up in, a, in that one of those PPE kits. I think that's what it's called. And sometimes they can't even drink a sip of water because of where they are. Mm. You want to be able to help them, not mm. add to their burden. Yeah, yeah. Right? And... And all of this can be motivated by love yeah, and not true, by fear. True, true. true. You, we can do the same action, but be motivated by different sentiments and emotions. Yeah. We do all of this motivated by love, wow. motivated by, by the love of Jesus Christ for his people. Um, 
And I know your church is doing a lot, Pastor Priji, in this season. And I think maybe you're more qualified to answer this question than I am. What are some things that you guys are doing, you know, so other pastors and leaders can be inspired by what you're sharing? So one of the things that we've tried to do is uh, be available for people, uh, you know, rather than just making uh, all out effort to uh, be be to spread ourselves thin. We've tried to make ourselves available for people as much as possible. Uh, okay. There are people, the basic things that we've been trying to do as a church is to, uh, we know that we are not medically qualified to help people, but what we can do is we can get them groceries, uh, we can get them food uh, so that they don't have to get out of their homes. And there are several homes where uh, they are affected by COVID and uh, they don't have uh, people who can bring them food. So we have our team members, our church staff who make sure to go and take food for them on a daily basis and and who are like people who are like sacrificially working and when somebody calls us saying uh hey we we are sick and there's nobody to take us to the hospital uh, yeah. we just try to do the practical aspects the practical work that we can do to uh, take them and be there for them uh, in my opinion just our availability just our willingness to be there for people uh, just our uh, openness to be being uh, available to help people that has gone a long way in helping than just uh, yeah. uh, saying okay you know how how can we do yeah. you know we we are not able to do what other uh, bigger organizations are able to do everybody has their part to play and and yeah. we can reach out to as many people as we can. And I think yeah. that's that's yeah, what I we should be focusing at. I, I think we also must become um, aware that there is no need for duplication of efforts. True. If True. there is an organization that is already doing something well, they're being mm. accountable, they're being effective. Mm. There's no harm in us joining hands with such existing organizations sure. uh, and partnering with them, you know, mm. uh, whether financially or in uh, providing uh, uh, any kind of assistance, logistics mm. or so on and so mm. forth. Mm. Uh, but but we have to model Christ well in this Very hour. Much. Yeah, I think that is where the highest, uh, you know, for the first time, I think in a very, very long time, maybe in a hundred years, there is a call from God for the church to truly walk as the church and the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, both in power and glory and in wisdom and in compassion and in grace. Like we, we, there is such a big vacuum, such a big, uh, emptiness. And we have been presented with an opportunity to walk as the true children of God, which means that the way we live, you know, uh, if, if, if you just model this Christ well, if you are not afraid like the world, if you're not, if you're not uh, stingy like the world, if you're being generous like Christ is expecting us to be, if we are being free with resources, that in itself becomes a magnet. That in itself becomes such a compelling statement for what the life in Christ is meant to be. Yeah. 
you know so our, our, our neighbors are watching us our friends mm-hmm. are watching us our unsafe mm-hmm. family members are watching us and they're like sure. wait how is this person responding to this how are they not afraid how are mm-hmm. they being generous how are they uh, you know another way i see is like how are they being preserved economically mm-hmm. you know the whole country is going through economic devastation but how is this person still being generous how is this person so every way we are we we have the privilege and the duty of modeling all of this uh, in 360 degrees you know amen amen uh, prophet uh, on that point let me ask you the next question that i had in mind uh, it was about finances you know like this is a season when a lot of people have been affected uh, financially and of course god has preserved uh, the church in a beautiful way and uh, i thought it's something that's unique about our church Uh, but then the more i interact with other pastors and other leaders i've just seen how the miraculous hand of god has been upon uh, the finances of each church upon each pastor wherever we have reached out and spoken to i'm not saying there's nobody who is yeah. uh, not affected but i've seen so many people who've come out with miraculous testimonies of how god has preserved the church and yet the fact of the matter is that this is definitely an economically challenging time for a lot of businessmen a lot of people who have investments a lot of people who had plans for this two economic years uh, that have almost gone wasted uh, so what what is the prophetic advice that you could give uh, especially those that are businessmen especially those that have uh, been praying for a growth in their finances what what would you uh, give them as an advice or as a word from the lord uh for this season ahead on how to not just recover uh but how to go to the next level of uh doing kingdom business doing business doing yeah. our careers the way that god wants us to and to still uh in fact prosper in a time of a famine so to speak yeah. thank you man of god that's a great question if can i just take my time in answering this is please, that okay please please first and foremost we must understand that that in every this is not the first crisis the church has had this is not the first pandemic this is not the first famine this is not the first uh, uh, uh loss of uh, uh recession or loss of job or an adverse economic conditions but through every crisis through every famine the lord has always preserved his people the lord has always preserved his church the church can never be defeated the church can never be submerged the church cannot go down it is not possible because you and i do not belong to the economies of this world you and i do not belong to the systems of this world you and i belong to a different government we belong to a different order we belong yeah. to a different economy so when every structure falls mm. when every system fails there will be one thing standing and that is the church of the lord jesus christ we are not sustained and fed by this government we are not fed and sustained by the systems of this world we are indeed fed by the lord jesus christ himself we have a different raven feeding us we have a different a uh, fish feeding us we have a different economy that fuels us yes we are in this world but we are not of this world so i want to just 
I want you to just understand that. I want our people to understand that while we may be living in this world and while some members of the body may feel the effects of living this world, but we are not of this world. So do not, when you speak, when you think, when you move about, don't think of yourself as though you are subject to the tamperings of this world. You are not. Amen. You yes. are not the yes. same God of Abraham, Isaac mm. and Jacob, the mm. same God of Joseph, the mm. same God of the Israelites, the mm. same God of Daniel, the same God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abed, the same yes. God of our Lord Jesus Christ is my God, is our God. If he can preserve them, he can preserve us. And And, and you will see that every church that has walked with the Lord authentically every believer that has walked in the with the lord and has walked in principles has not only survived but has grown in the last 12 to 15 months there i i i'm hearing of stories where churches income have gone up wow. our personally grm income has gone up i don't like mm. talking about it because it comes across as we are bragging no right. but but this is the test if wow. we don't shine now, when will we shine? Yeah, yeah. If we, oh, come on, man. If we mm. don't show a difference now, when will we show the difference? Mm -hmm. This is when all the times that the Lord, you have been faithful in your giving. This is the time when all the time you have been tithing regularly, when you have been following the instructions that your pastor, your man of God has brought. This, this is the time we show the harvest. This is the time we show the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the time that the church must be shining in the area of finances. Not so that we can gloat over others, not so that we can show that how we are superior, but to show that even in an adverse situation, we are able to serve the people of God. We are able to serve mankind. We're able to preserve and help and heal the people of God. You know, I'm reminded, Pastor Preji, of that parable where the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us that there were two men that built houses. One built it on the sand and one built it on the rock. Both mm. had beautiful houses. Mm. One, in fact, finished faster because he didn't have to dig for a foundation. He didn't have to build it on the rock. He finished the house faster. So, so, so the houses were built. They were cute and their families were living there. And when the storm came, so mm. the storm was designed Oh my God, to show who built his house on the rock. So if you are going through this and you are finding yourself in a vulnerable position, then you must investigate to find out what is my foundation? What have I built my life on? Did I really build my life on Jesus Christ? Did I really build my life on the word of God? Did I really build it on the sound principles of God's word? If I have not, you'll begin to see your business is shaking now. Your house is shaking now. Your ministry is shaking now because there was no sound foundation. The storm didn't come to kill you. The storm came to expose your foundation. The storm came to show what was always the case. But those are, my goodness, those who did build it on the rock, those who did, you know, thank God for faithful sons and daughters. Thank God for faithful members of a church because they 
they do not believe their giving is depending on the outside they do not believe their giving is because of their salary they don't believe that i will stop giving now because i uh, there's a pandemic going on no 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 the true sons of god will increase their giving now right right because yeah. they are convinced mm. they are convinced that this god that they serve mm. is above and beyond the present scenario Wow. So wow. to to businessmen to to men and women of God to members of churches in the last 24 months I would like you to investigate if you have been faithful in your giving to the Lord if you have not it's the first thing that you must fix and this is not about you giving me money or giving pastor preji money or any other organization money it is about you honoring God with your substance Yeah. It is about you honoring God with your wealth. It is about you putting God first. Mm-hmm. And if you have not put God first in your in the area of finances, you must learn to do that now. It's not about money. Please, please. That's why you will see that we don't make a big hush about money. We don't come online and beg people for money. No, because you how do I say this? we have food you don't know we eat from a place that you have no understanding about we are not sustained by your offerings we are not sustained by your giving we are sustained by the lord himself wow wow so so we must that is the first thing pastor priji that we must investigate our foundation and make sure that we are walking in the principles of god that we give to the lord that we sustain the work of god mm-hmm. you know um that's the first thing i was about to share something when i realized that uh it's not the smartest thing to do <laughs> if if joseph if joseph wait joseph didn't just survive the famine no joseph's wealth went up multiple times in the famine he just didn't scrape it through he just didn't say oh i have enough food i have uh, enough food for my and money for the school fees no 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 joseph in the famine exponentially grew if joseph was living today we would not have liked joseph because his wealth would have bothered us the way he grew would have bothered us we would have made pages criticizing joseph we would have made youtube videos but yet it was the hand of god on his life that caused him to prosper in a famine you know why pastor priji because he was storing up and saving and building storehouses when everybody was partying and living the way they wanted he was ahead of time joseph had a seven year advantage on the rest of the world a seven year advantage my god that gives me goosebumps that gives me goosebumps so if you have been 
faithful in giving to the work of God. I'm not talking about today and in the last 12 months. If you have generally been faithful in your tithes and offerings and your givings, you have an advantage that you're about to walk into. You have an advantage that you're about to experience that nobody in this world is about to experience because God sees what you have built. God sees what you have done. So get ready for harvest. Let me, allow me to prophesy to your people, Pastor Priji. Get ready for your barns to overflow. Get ready for your storehouses to be overflowing. Get ready for the nations of the earth to come to you because they see you have bread that others don't. They see that you have you have reservoirs that others don't get ready for mm. solutions to come to you in the mighty yes. name of the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Oh, I feel a precious anointing when I talk about this. Wow. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Wow. Can I continue, Pastor Priest? Please, because please, there is by all means. There is an anointing on this broadcast right now. Because the Lord is speaking to me saying that there are going to be millionaires that are going to grow in this season. There are going to be billionaires that are going to grow in this season. Never heard people that never thought are going to prosper are going to shoot out like a glorious tree. They're going to grow in the season, grow in the season, grow in the season because their roots have gone in and touched a water that everybody cannot. Their roots have gone in and touched the source. They will not dry. They will not wither. They will not perish, but they are going to prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are going to prosper. God told me, God gave me a promise, Pastor Priji. You know, when this whole thing started, he said, you and your house, your sons and daughters mm. are not going to lack in this season. They're going to thrive. And I can testify by the grace of God, not one son of the ministry, not one daughter of the ministry has lacked. They wow. have grown exponentially. Mm. And, and this is not just for people that have IT jobs and are in big cities. This is happening across people who live in villages, people who wow. live in small towns, people who live in mega cities, people who work, people have that. They have, they are growing by the grace of God. Wow. They are growing by the grace of God. So, so that's my first thing, Pastor Preji, that you must honor the Lord. Mm -hmm. You must learn to honor the Lord mm -hmm. with your substance. Yeah. Second, and this is, this is so important. Many in the church adopt a survivor mentality. Let me just make it through. Let me just create through. No, you must learn to create in crisis. You must learn to build in crisis. You must learn to thrive in this environment. It's a, it's a grace. It's a, it's an anointing. Don't wait for a job to come to you. Don't wait for the lockdown to end. God has given you creativity. God has given you grace to build in this seasons. Do you know right now, as we are talking, there are businesses that are hatching that are going to become multi-million dollar businesses in the next two to three years. Now we have this, this, uh, uh, you know, if, 
if your rent is being paid by a financial miracle every month, I, I, I don't know how to say this nicely. It, it's, it's, you may stand behind a pulpit and say, oh, last month God gave me my, my rent. This month my auntie gave me my rent. Next month my, my brother-in-law gave me my rent. My friend, you're not going from a miracle to a miracle. My friend, you're going from a crisis to a crisis. That is not God's way for you. Yes, there will be times and seasons where financial miracles must happen. But financial miracles are not the norm. You must live in an ever-increasing way. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Priji, do you know that divine providence, what we call miraculous providence, Mm, is mm. only for those who are still wandering in the wilderness. True, true, yeah. Hmm. The manna came every day in the morning because Mm. they were in a season called wilderness. Yeah. They were wandering. Mm. Glorious though, very powerful. It's what gets people to clap hands in the church. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But when they entered the promised land, the manna stopped. The wow. quail stopped, the birds stopped, and suddenly Richard. there was no fire, no glory, nothing falling from the sky. Mm. But yet, it was the same God. True, true. The same God for 40 years that made food to fall from heaven mm-hmm. and birds to fall from heaven. And they ate it for 40 years. It was so glorious, so powerful. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the same God that was in with them in a cloud of glory and a pillar of fire. But the minute they entered the promised land, the birds stopped falling, the mana stopped flowing, the cloud of glory lifted, the pillar of glory. But it was the same God. Same God. But 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 it doesn't make sense. But how can you be in the wilderness and the experience in the wilderness is glorious? But in the in the in the promised land, there are no visible manifestations. It's it's crazy, right? Like we must be thinking, uh, then I should be in the wilderness because I want this outside. No, listen to me. If I if I can if I can just share with you Please. my experience, the more you mature in Christ, hmm. the more your signs and wonders become invisible. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making you sense. Just, you just blew my mind away with that statement. Please, please continue. <laughs> you see, when they were in the wilderness, God had to make an announcement to them and to the nations of the earth. Right. That these are my people. Mm. And he had to preserve them in transition. He had to mm. preserve. So the, the point of transitions is always glorious. Wow. Hmm. The points of transition is always glorious the way we think it's glorious. There's a Hmm. pillar of glory, there is a fire, there is manna, there is quail, there is this, there is that, all of, and that's what we like. We have an addiction for spectacular things. And it is the same God that said, now we have come to Jericho. Enter the promised land. The same promise that God gave Abraham. It's the most glorious thing. The most glorious thing. And they're entering the promised land and bam, no fire, no pillar of glory, no manna, no quail, nothing. Now they had to recite, they had to uh, sow 
and reap and, and have harvest, build cities, build storehouses. Why is this different? If it's the same God, let me explain to you. Oh my gosh. Um, when you come into the promised land, when you come into the place that God has called you, right? People will not be able to locate why you prosper. How is it that you are sustained? How is it that you are not perishing? How is it? They, they, they don't know. How is the Jericho wall falling? How is it that I'm also putting the same seed and you're also putting the same seed. I'm also getting the same water. I, you're also getting the same water. The same rain is falling on you. The same rain is falling on me. The same sun is shining on you. The same sun is shining on you. But yet your crop is bigger and greater. Your How is this? Because now the, 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 the visible glory that you saw in the wilderness has become invisible. Right, 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 right. It's it's like this. The sign and the wonder is not outside. The mm. sign and the wonder is inside. I wow. become the sign and the wonder. I wow. become the miraculous. I you, you understand? I so I, I don't know if I'm making sense uh, to to any of us, but when they saw the people in the wilderness they looked at the cloud they looked at the pillar they saw all the manifestation outside when they entered the promised land the sign and the wonder were the people it was the people it was his people that became the sign and the wonder and then they looked at us and says we have done everything to these israelites but they don't go away they don't perish. They don't die. They, it's, it's, we don't understand this. I, I hope I'm making sense, Pastor Priji. So, so what you must understand is that we are in a paradigm shift. The old ways will not work anymore. I must develop new strategies. I must develop new ways. I must develop new ideas. I must stop living in tents and now start thinking like a city dweller. I must, I must stop looking heavenward for food and start looking at what is in my hand, what seed is in my hand, what fruits are in my hand, wow. what vegetables are in my right. hand. So I, do you know for 40 years, there was no, ah, oh my God, this is crazy. This is crazy. For 40 years, there was not a single job in the wilderness. They didn't have a need for a blacksmith. Right. They didn't have need for an artist. They didn't have need for an architect. They didn't have need for any of these jobs. But the minute they entered the promised land, all mm. these industries are opening up. All these craftsmanship is opening up. All these businesses are opening up. Why? Mm. Now God has given them strength in their hand to build cities, to build governments, to build industries. Oh my goodness. For 40 years, they didn't do one job. For 40 years, a painter never painted something and sold it. A sculptor never sculpted something and sold it. A blacksmith had no work for a blacksmith. All of them ate from the hand of the Lord Jesus. And now an entire ecosystem is being birthed. But the same God, same Jesus, same glory, same power. 
my god i'm remind just to add to this that i'm just not preaching whatever comes to my mind uh let me give you a new testament example one day they came to jesus and said do you pay tax or how do you pay tax or where do you go about paying a tax and then jesus said something powerful now jesus could have done anything to pay tax they were treasurers they had a judas was a treasurer so they had a treasury box obviously if you have a treasure you have a treasury box if there's a treasury box there's a possibility of money in it so jesus didn't say go open the treasury box and give the money from the treasury box and pay tax what did jesus say jesus sent peter who's a fisherman says go and fish and he catches a fish and within the fish were coins was a gold coin which was enough for him to pay his tax and pay peter's tax and the lord's tax now the fish there now everybody is going to say the fish is that uncle and that auntie that's going to give you your money no the fish is symbolic of an economic system and you must learn to catch that economic system and pull out coins out of that economic system the fish is symbolic of a way of living the fish is symbolic of a creature that lives in another realm so you must be able to tap into that other realm and catch a fish that is carrying your providence you don't have to go to your treasury bank you don't have to go to your treasurer you don't have to go to the bank but if you learn to catch the fish that god has ordained for you you will learn to bring gold and money out of stuff that nobody is talking about so we must understand this paradigm shift that is coming in finances but we are so uh, you know i'm just going to touch one thing pastor priti um, i don't know how much time we have can i we have taught our people how to get financial miracles but we have not taught our people how to build wealth we have taught people how to pray for a financial miracle but we have failed to teach our people how to build cities how to build businesses that will stand and withstand and survive and thrive through any climate we have taught so much about prayer mm. we have taught so much about how to get answers to prayers or how to get uh financial miracles from god we have become yeah. experts experts mm. experts yeah. but we have not taught our people how to create wealth how to build wealth mm. you know if if today i win a lottery for a million dollars right let's say if i win a lottery for a million dollars it's powerful million dollars is a lot of money i mm. still send my tithe of 100000 and you know i will stand in church and give testify but if tomorrow or 5 years later my son walks up to me and says daddy how do i also make a million dollars how did you build your million dollars what do i tell him son go buy lottery tickets no no haha <laughs> hmm that is where we are failing pastor preach that's, right. that's right we have not built anything yeah yeah 
we must learn to build and when we build and our sons and daughters come to us dad mom how did you build this then we can teach them when we can give to them something beyond just whimsical stuff something that is a hit and a miss something that is like oh let's see if it works or it doesn't work no 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 we can give them concrete ideas concrete strategies concrete methods and methodologies that work in the kingdom of God. And I'm speaking to a group of people right now that are not just powerful prayer warriors, but you are builders of cities. You are builders of things. You are given the power to create wealth. And you will be able to teach your sons and daughters how we occupy, how we grow, how we manage, how we expand. Oh, it is a grace. 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 So learn to move in the paradigm shifts that God is bringing on the earth. Don't just learn to receive miracles. Learn to build. Learn to build what is in your hand. Someone says, and whatever he does, he prospers. Which means there is a doing part of this. There is an action, Pastor Priji, that we have to perform. Yeah. The Lord blesses the work of my hand. Right, right. Mm. Something must be produced in my hand for the blessing to sit on it. Yeah. Wow. The blessing never sits on emptiness. Right. The blessing sits on the work of my hand. What my hand produces. So build something for mm. the blessing to come upon it. I hope I answered that, Pastor Preji. So, so much more than just answering it. This, this was a whole uh, prophetic session on how we can go from just you know being wanderers in the wilderness and just depend on the lord uh, to to going to a place where we use the wisdom use the grace use the favor that god has given us and use the creativity that god has put inside us to uh, to create something and uh, wow that that was so powerful i think that tonight's session was worth it just for this uh, one word that that you gave us uh, prophet thank you so much you. you spoke about a paradigm shift uh, and 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 as a church we've been praying and we've been believing that we will uh, be sensitive to that paradigm shift we will be sensitive to what god is doing right now how how god is moving on the earth right now uh, so I, i'd like to ask ask one more question on on that uh, what what can we do in this season? Understanding that there is a paradigm shift that has come, that we have gone from being just wanderers to now we are called to build. How yeah. can we uh, use uh, the resources, the the intelligence, the creativity, the grace, the influence that God has given us to now win more souls to evangelize? You know, this is a season when we are seeing so many people die. And uh, like you rightly mentioned some time back, uh, the, the greatest point of uh, hurt is not the fact that people are dying, but the fact that they are dying without Jesus. Uh, yeah. So that, that is something that, you know, as a church, we've been crying over and 
we've been weeping over uh, what can we do in this season to apply that same principles of paradigm shift even in our willingness to reach out to people uh, with the gospel of Jesus you know for for long we 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 have underestimated the power of the gospel uh, i want to know from your perspective how can we in this season go to the next level as uh, evangelists uh, as as uh, those that are preachers and teachers uh, and proclaimers of the good news of Jesus in this dark world wow i we will be sitting here till 12 in the night i don't mind that <laughs> i don't know if, uh, people are ready for this but i don't oh mind oh my that. gosh <laughs> I I will try my best such a loaded question pastor Preji ah oh, my gosh um uh, I think what we must understand is that you see when when we are in the wilderness uh and people moved in the wilderness when when the children of Israel moved in the wilderness uh there was a sense of organization right um but when they moved they moved as a sea of humanity right as a sea of humanity when so you must imagine a million people moving in a direction it's a crowd while they might have been together as groups of people or families or so on and so forth if you were to take a aerial look it would look like it's a, it's a crowd that is moving right i but i do believe there was a sense of organization even there but the minute they entered the promised land they were forced ah my god i feel the presence of it they were forced to organize themselves into families and tribes and under the nation the commonwealth of israel which means then suddenly they had to understand boundaries of each tribe they had to understand which land was given to them where is dan going to say where is the tribe of naphtali going to say where is the tribe of uh, judah going to live what is the my god given boundary within the promised land and i think that is what is happening today in the church we are migrating from this crowd of people in and we are being assembled into families and tribes under the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ and i say this with greatest confidence in the word of the lord we are i think we are seeing the end of the pentecostal movement and we are end, entering into what i will call the movement of sons of god or what is a a movement of sonship uh, wow. let me explain that mm-hmm. there has been so much i mean it is a very powerful 100 years that we have had when after the azusa street revival right mm-hmm. and i think we are entering the greatest move of the holy spirit we are entering the greatest outpouring of the holy spirit we are in fact on the threshold of the greatest outpouring of the holy spirit but you must understand that the greatest outpouring if jesus christ is if christ on earth jesus christ had the greatest portion of the holy spirit it was on him that the spirit rested without limit which means the fullness of god was on the lord jesus christ and where do we see that announcement of the holy spirit when sonship was pronounced over jesus 
When the father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, we see the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So now the church is migrating to a place where we are organized into families and families are going to be organized into father-son relationships. And you will see that without anybody teaching this, without anybody preaching this, there is this shift, global shift towards sonship. In this next season, if you do not understand your sonship in Christ and there is a domestic um, administration to it as well. But if you don't understand sonship, you're not going to survive in this next paradigm. Because it is only sons of God that are led by the Spirit of God. Wow. I, is, uh, I, I don't think I'm making justice to everything that I want to share, but please allow me the time to break this down. The time where we were members of a church are gone. The time where we recognized an affiliations of denomination, of uh, just church membership, oh, I'm a member of this. No, we are seeing when the spirit of Elijah is poured out, fathers will be restored to sons and sons will be restored to fathers. The heart of the fathers will be turned to the sons or the heart of the sons, mm. which means that I must do the due diligence right. to assimilate within the family that God has given to me. Mm. I must find the location the Lord has placed me in his body. We cannot function in full power, in full glory, if we don't get arranged in the way the Lord has called us to be arranged. You know, some years ago, I had a small, very minute dislocation in my wrist. Extremely minute. It was an airline dislocation, like thinner than a strand of hair. But for the three next three weeks, I was not able to move my left hand. Mm. I, and that began to make me think, if a tiny airline dislocation that is thinner than a strand of hair could cause my entire arm to be immobile. You see why we lack power in the church, Pastor Preji? Mm. Because we are not organized. We are not assembled in the way the Lord Jesus wants us to be assembled. That's powerful. And when we see the whole body come together, we will see a very powerful, very glorious church. Wow. So I think it is important we decode sonship, mm. that we decode what divine sonship in Christ. You know, today uh, it matters if you are an apostle or a prophet or a this or that and your most holy archbishop. No. The vessel that carries God's glory is called son. Yeah. Mm. And until I grow in my sonship, mm. I will not see the power and the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Did I did I answer that question, Pastor Preji? I felt we yeah. went yeah. a little theologically. That's that's uh, fine. That's fine. I, I think that uh, it's uh, still uh, speaks volumes because we think that the 
that what God is doing on the earth right now is God is giving new uh, methods. Like back then you use track distribution. Okay, now yeah. we use <laughs> crusades. Or you know, but uh, what you said is so on point that the solution that God gives is that He's He's using you as His son. He's changing yeah. the whole perspective uh the ch- the church is no longer just filled with members but it's filled with sons and daughters yeah. who have recognized their heavenly father who have recognized their uh, spiritual fathers who have recognized the the need for them to function as uh, you know the way that uh, we were originally designed to be where he's turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the the the, the, the heart of the sons to the fathers uh, according to you, what what do you think is the biggest hindrance uh, for some of us to manifest the 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 sonship, uh, manifest our full potential as sons and daughters of God? Uh, what 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 do you think uh, can stop us or hinder that revelation in our spirit? I I think there's a there's a lot of poor teaching, Pastor Fridi. Mm-hmm. I'll just be honest. There please, is no, there is no way of beating around that. Right, the church right. rises and falls to the level we teach. Yeah. And we have not labored in the doctrine. We have labored in in minor doctrines. Mm-hmm. Like we become experts at healings. We become experts at evangelism. We become experts at prophesying. Uh, but you must understand these are all very small, symptomatic doctrines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that with the highest respect. All of these are very important teachings. Right, right. Right? But Jesus didn't, or for, for the example, the doctrine of heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, why it, God blew my theology when a few years ago I heard the audible voice of God said, I didn't die on the cross so I can take you to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought that was the whole point. <laughs> I mean, that's what I grew up in, right? Like, right, turn, right. turn or burn, you know? Mm. Um, I'm like, God, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, that's when I started this journey on sonship. Mm. He he explained it, explained it to me this way. Mm. The, just so people know, there is a heaven, there is a hell. I believe there is heaven. Absolutely, hell. yeah. <laughs> people go to heaven, people go to hell. Uh, we are not debating that. <laughs> no, but you know, in India, we are so used to this concept of arranged marriage. You know, of course, right. we all are. Now, imagine I come to you, and I bring you a portfolio, right? And in that, I show you pictures of a man that has a massive five-bedroom mansion or villa with a swimming pool, with a garden, with wild animals running around. It's a beautiful estate. Mm. And then I show another guy that is living in the slum with drainage water going through the house and there is no toilet, there is no sanitation. And then I say, hey, pick a guy. (laughs) Based on these two locations, pick a guy that you want to marry. Any person that has any common sense is going to pick the guy that has the better house. And that's what we have done to the gospel. And that's what we've done to Jesus Christ. We have marketed heaven and not Christ. 
Jesus is is the tiny part and we have made heaven. Hey, you're going to be in heaven. You have a mansion in heaven. So any guy that has any common sense wants wants heaven. Why would anybody pick hell? Right. We are not picking Jesus. We are picking heaven. And that is the fundamental mistake we made. Wow. As as funny as that is, that is so scary. So scary. It is. So our devotion is to, it's it's like this, right? We made Jesus the mall uh, parking lot keeper mm-hmm. who's handing out tickets for you to park. Mm-hmm. You don't pay attention to the parking guy. Mm-hmm. You're not in love with that guy mm-hmm. because he's just doing a job. And that's what we made to Jesus. Mm. But we, the, the gospel of the kingdom is not the gospel of he- making it to heaven. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel of sonship. Those who are far away from God have been brought close to God, have been brought to an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. To those who believe, to them he gave the power to be called Sons, sons of God. Not yes. just we can have a, a trip to heaven and oh, no pain, no sorrow, no. So this escapist mentality skewed our doctrine. Mm-hmm. We put mm-hmm. so much emphasis on making it to heaven. We don't know who we are. We don't mm-hmm. know what we are called to be. We don't know what functions God has given us. We don't know what assignments God has given to us. We just want to make it to heaven. We just want to make it to heaven. We just, no. There is so much more to the kingdom. Jesus didn't die on the cross so we can have a trip to heaven. He died and rose again on the cross so we may be restored to a right relationship with God. That we may be sons of God. Mm. Oh, what a privilege. What a privilege. What a joy. What an honor. Mm. To walk this earth as Jesus walked. Mm. To be a son in every way that Jesus is a son to God. My goodness. Can you imagine that, Pastor Priji? That every member in your church is so empowered. So made aware of this grace. Yeah. Yeah. That you can walk the earth exactly how the Lord Jesus Christ walked on the earth. Wow. Yes. And it is because you and I are sons Mm. that he gave us the greatest gift, Mm. who is the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is not given to you because you fasted and prayed for 40 days. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is not given to you because you stood on your hand and you cried. No, the Holy Spirit is given to you because you're a son of God. Mm. You're a child of God. And the same spirit that is in Christ Jesus is in us. Mm. So, so the first problem is our doctrine, Pastor Priji, is what we teach our people. Yeah. We have majored on minor doctrines. Mm. And we haven't even understood what our identity is. We have not understood what is this glorious purpose. Mm. Christ in me is the hope of glory. How many sermons have we heard about that? Only when we are when we are at funerals, Christ in me is the hope of glory. And what is the hope of glory? Heaven. Mm. No. Uh. So we must take off this dogmatic Pentecostal lens and yeah. put on this lens called sun. Yes. Put on this vision. Put on this lens, this glass called sun. Mm. 
And we look at life, look at ministry, look at my brother and my sister, look at marriage through the lens of sonship. Mm. Wow. That is the paradigm shift we have to make. Yes. Oh my God, what a glorious shift. And, and God in his mercy has allowed us, uh, uh, for the lack of a better way, word, I call it a, a domestic manifestation where God gives us mm. spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, and places us under their care. So we may have a physical, mm. visible, mm. reachable, tangible mm. blueprint of Christ wow. that we can imitate and model our life after. Beautiful. Now, this placement is very, you know, Jesus could not be born anywhere. 600 years before Christ could be born, God spoke through Isaiah and said in so-and-so place. Now, when Joseph and Mary were getting ready, the angel said, get out of here. Mm. Go. There had to be a census. They had to. Joseph and Mary had to go back to their tribe, which was Judah. Yeah. And only there in the boundary of Judah can Jesus be born. Mm. My God. And we think this Jesus is, this God we serve is not detail oriented. This God we wow. serve can do anything, anywhere. No, he's a highly intentional God. Mm. says, listen, I'm about to birth my son, but he can't be born anywhere. He mm. must be born within the family I placed him. Right, right. Which means that, Pastor Priji, you have a function. Mm. I have a function. You yeah. have a God-given grace. You, get, you have a God-given assignment. I have a God-given assignment. And this assignment must find its location. Mm. My body, this human body, all made by God, every cell is one, right? I'm one body, but mm. I can't take the tissues that are in my heart and put it on my kidney. Mm. I can't take the cells that are in my kidneys yeah. and put it on my feet. Mm. It's one body, mm. but they are dis divided by function. Yeah. And unless we find our location in the church, we are going to struggle. True. We're going to struggle. And I think this transition is so important. Mm. It's so important. All sons of God, all have equal access to God, mm. all equally loved by God. But the distribution of grace is not the same. Wow. You, I am loved by God as much as you are loved by God. Mm. I have access to God as much as you have access to God because of the throne of grace. But the distribution of grace on your life is different from the distribution of grace on my life because of the function God gave you and the function God gave me. And you and I don't get to decide what function we have. He decides what our function is. And based on that function, he places me in a location under the covering, under the grace, under the supervision of a man and a woman that is gone ahead of me in that function. Mm. Wow. You know, this is not haphazard. This mm. is not, you know, that's why Apostle Paul said, he is not the God of confusion. Right. Let everything that is done in the house of God be done in order. 
Oh, goodness. So, so it's a journey, Pastor Priji, I feel. It's such a journey. I, mm. And I know kind of deviated, but... But but it's, it's I, I, I believe that it was so on point. Uh, you know, Prophet, I, I don't know if you also sense the same, but I, I just feel that there is a, there is a shift uh, while you were talking about sonship and especially uh, a revelation, uh, a false understanding of sonship that so many of us have. Uh, and I could even see that in the comments that that is something that uh, is connecting to a lot of people's hearts and a lot of people's minds. Uh, I, I just want to ask you if, if that is something that the Lord is leading you to. Will you just take a moment to just pray and minister to us prophetically as the Lord leads? Uh, we are, we are pro- very privileged to have you tomorrow as well. And we'd like to continue the conversation. Uh, but, uh, but, but we are, we are so, so excited to receive from uh, the Spirit of God inside of you, man of God. Man of God, thank you for having me. I am honored. I am blessed and privileged to do this. And uh, I let me share this. I mean, I hope we can continue the same strain of conversation tomorrow. Yeah. Because I saw that um, in a vision, I was shown that on Saturday, we were discussing sonship. And wow. how God, the next move of God is sonship. It's wow. not like a cute theory. It's not like a mm. doctrine that is there today and gone tomorrow. No, no. I'm mm. promising. 100 years from today, this doctrine of sonship is going to be there. It is going to be the most fundamental doctrine that every church is going to follow. Take yeah. my word. It's not going to go yes. away. It's not the flavor of the month. It's not the fad of the season. It mm-hmm. is a core eternal idea, concept, principle, doctrine that God mm-hmm. has baked into the very nature Mm. You know, Jesus, the Savior, is a mantle that Christ put on. But in eternity, he's called Son. Mm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So God the Son put on the mantle of Messiah. He put on Mm. the mantle of Savior. He put on the mantle of Healer, the mantle of Deliverer when he was born as a human. But Mm. his permanent identity is Son. Hmm. Wow. Son. Hmm. So when he finished the salva- work of salvation, he went back to being a son. Hmm. This is not yeah. something that we just come up with it because we want to build a little club for ourselves and, you know, have five people that call us dad and they have five people that, no, that's, hmm. that, that's not hmm. what the goal is. The goal is to grow in sonship in Christ. So wow. we become the visible image of God on earth. Wow. Can you imagine so powerful. that? Wow. We, okay, there are, we were made, Adam and Eve were made in the image of God, right? Mm. Adam and Eve were made in the image of God. But mm. that image was marred because of Adam and Eve's sin and disobedience. Right. We no longer belong in that image. Mm. I am not made in the image of Adam anymore. Mm. When I accept the Lord Jesus Christ, I am divinely located in Christ. And Christ, oh, listen to me, Christ is the full expression of God. Christ is the invisible God becoming visible. And how did this invisible God become visible? He became visible in a vessel called Son. So only a Son can hold the Father. 
only a container called son can hold the father. If you don't understand sonship, you cannot hold anything that is of value. Only, please listen to me, please, 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 I plead with you with the mercies of God. Only a vessel called son, only a container called son can host the father. That's why Jesus Christ came as a son. And within that vessel, within that son, within the son called Jesus, the father was enclosed. If you don't understand sonship, you can never disclose the father. You can never carry the father. You can never reveal the father. Only the son reveals the father. If you don't understand sonship, you cannot reveal the father. That's why we have all these people doing all kinds of nonsense. Because they have never understood sonship. So they can never reveal the father. They will still keep condemning people to hell because they don't have understanding of the father. So, so now if I am placed in Christ, I, I have by adoption, I have become a son. So when you walk into your office, when you go to the grocery store, when you come to church, it's the gathering of sons. We are all shining the same glory. We are all shining the same power. We are all carrying the same spirit. And in us and through us, the Father is revealed. So now Jesus is in heaven, but his body is on the earth, which is the Son. We must understand this, Pastor Prithi. We must. And I know God, for many of you, it was going to be a wrestling night for y'all. You're going to go, many of you are going to be disturbed because this thing is going to eat you and chew your mind and your heart. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Do yeah. you know that God can make you restless? Yeah. Joseph made, God made Joseph restless. Right. But it's a good thing. It's a restlessness yeah. that's going to lead to revelation. Yeah. It's a restlessness yeah. that's going to re lead you to revelation. Mm. And it is my prayer that you understand divine sonship. It is my prayer to you that God opens this mystery. God unveils this mystery to you. That you may understand what walking in sonship means like. What it means. You know, everybody called Elisha a servant. Everybody said, where is Elisha who poured water on Elijah? Where is the servant? Where is the servant? Except Elisha himself. When Elijah was about to take him up, he said, my father, my father, my father. Oh, everybody thought he's a servant, except in his heart, he had understood that I am a son and Elijah is my father. Why? Only a son can receive the spirit of the father. Only the son, only the son can receive all everybody wants a double portion. Everybody wants an impartation. But you've never been a son. You've never walked as a son. How many times quotes were thrown on you and your life didn't change? How many times did you fall under the power of God? Your life never changed. You know why? Because you can receive something that you cannot hold. You received power. You received impartation. You received glory. But you never became the vessel that can hold it, that can contain it.
only sonship contains the father right ah oh, my god maybe tomorrow we can pray man of god with with the people absolutely th- thank you thank you for tuning in to this episode please consider sharing it and for more information log on to harirao.com